up with gang When we pull up two step and flex with man When we pull up these baddies they do love with a gang When we pull up grades then what you smelling on man When we pull up can you really step with gang When we pull up two step and flex with man When we pull up these baddies they do love with a gang When we pull up grades then what you smelling on man When we pull up Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ballers Corner We have myself Jeff We have Shane at the building You haven't seen you in time bro Come on, man, back in the building. It's good to be back, man. I can't lie, miss you guys still. Love it. You've got Karel. How are you feeling, Karel? Hey, man. <laughs> As a Chelsea fan, not so good <laughs> after the weekend, but, you know, I drank my sorrows away in it, so we moved. And we've got another Chelsea fan, F. How are you feeling, bro? Uh, I was really hoping that you introduced me as a neutral, but I'm also... <laughs> I'm just a man of my bad Chelsea fans today. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit down for my my first Wembley visit. You know, lost, but we moved. Oh yeah, you know, I had the game, innit? Yeah, yeah. bro. Jesus, oh, man, that's there tough. To, to watch Kepa try blaze at Liverpool's fan fans' heads, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the standard of officiating in football today. Um, we'll touch on, you know many different things and I think it's quite relevant to be honest because the game on the weekend had a few dodgy decisions, a few moments of controversy and there was also another game on the weekend which had a huge moment of controversy where Rodri thought he was on an NBA court but we'll get to that soon. I just want to ask you lot first of all what do you lot think of the standard of officiating and is it a thing where you think referees need to be trained better? Is it referees need to make better decisions? Or is it just, you know, are we done for in this Premier League? I, I feel like it, it's only, refereeing is only an issue here. I don't feel like um, foot, like football abroad, refereeing abroad, they have as many issues. Maybe, maybe I'm not watching every game in every other country, in it, so I'm, there must be little uh, issues here and there. But it doesn't seem like like situations with like VAR, um, just general refereeing decisions as a whole, like are a major deal, like abroad. No, I, I disagree, but I feel like England is by, is by far the worst. Uh, I, I swear to God, he is the worst. But like even like in France, yeah, I remember like. Neymar getting booked for doing a rainbow for flick. the rainbow flick. That was fuckeries, bro. What does that even mean, bro? So that's what I'm saying. So you can't, we can't say like it doesn't happen elsewhere. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying it doesn't happen elsewhere, but I'm also saying like the drastic, like drop between like English referees and abroad, bro. It's bro, it's, it's, happening. It stinks. It, like the level of officiating in this country absolutely stinks. Because for me, I feel like the referees don't understand like football they don't understand how the game is played how the game works how like stuff like unnatural positions and stuff how do you know that if you don't play the game like these men are not footballers bro mm. and the what makes it worse is okay yeah I can accept you guys are not footballers so you don't have to add context to every situation but it's the lack of consistency like, one thing one week can be a penalty, the next thing next week is not a penalty. One thing one week can be a red card, next week is not a red card. So, week on week, there's no precedent to go off. 
Carole, do you know what's so, you know what's so bad? Yeah, sorry to cut you, bro. It's not even the next week, bro. We're seeing the same fouls in the game after a game. So like, there might be a three o'clock kickoff and there's an issue that happens in that three o'clock kickoff and there's a 5.30 kickoff. And that same thing will happen in the five o'clock kickoff here, bro. And it's a completely different decision, bro. Like, it, it's bonkers, bro. It's just, it's just crap, bro. I, I personally, I feel like they brought in like VAR and stuff for the right, um, to make the right decisions. But I feel like between that, the technology, which I don't blame specifically, but along with the the people running it, the referees, it's just a disaster. It's made the game worse to watch now than it was before this this stuff existed. Because I can just accept a bad decision. But you're telling me you have literal visual evidence of incidents and you're telling me you still come to the wrong conclusion don't piss me off man don't piss me off yeah it's it's interesting I, I feel like as a sport we're still way behind other sports like even just like rugby um i think we'll touch on things that um or maybe i'll touch on things that i maybe want to want to change in terms of the refereeing world later on but football's far behind other sports in my opinion um in terms of other leagues, I, I feel like, um, it, yeah, I think I do feel like the EPO is is probably ranks one of the lowest, if not the lowest. Um, obviously, other countries like Italy and whatever have had like their own refereeing scandals and stuff like that. Um, obviously, Tony, unfortunately, not here with us today, but um, he makes it known to us every time there's a refereeing scandal, especially like with Roma. Oh, F F, why did you say that? Like Tony died, bro. Unfortunately, he's not here with us. Yo, boy, <laughs> no, he got tr- stuck in the cheese strike in there. But yeah, um, there's so much I feel like that can can be done in terms of the in terms of refereeing. I feel like um, some real drastic changes need to be made because, like you said, Carol, there's no way we brought technology in and in every facet of just the modern world that we live in. Technology is meant to be brought into. Um, elevate whatever we're doing or make things a lot easier. And it just seems that within this sport now, we have we seem to have way more controversies with, with VAR, which doesn't make any sense. Like it was brought in to eradicate or at least diminish the um, the order of the stuff that was happening before. So to see now that VAR is now causing even more issues, it just clearly points to the one there's an incompetence somewhere along the line of how it's being used or the system itself is flawed in, in um actually no, I wouldn't say the system itself is flawed because it's just really just showing a video replay. How it's being used is 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 is, is failing to make sense to me. I'm using I'm the Chelsea um, Liverpool match as an example. Similar um incidents occurred, let's say um let's say for some of the goals that were chalked off. Some of them weren't like some of them just weren't checked uh, for VAR at all, but and then others were that we will see the referee actually goes and checks the VAR. And then there's other issues where, um, where people have mentioned that the referee doesn't even look at the screen for more than two seconds. It's like, well, it's a video that it's meant to show you. It's not just meant to show you the still image. You must see the video so you can see it from different angles and then be able to make a decision. But yeah, I think it points towards an incompetence to refs um, at the moment. I think that's first end. Why do you not think there's such a steep drop-off? Because the Premier League... Is probably the most popular league in the world, you know. Um, there's it's got the most money and all of these things, but why is it that the standard of officiating is so far behind the standard of football? Like, do you feel like 
is just the, the ref. Go on, sorry. Because for me, yeah, you see when these referees are making these decisions, bro, no one's like checking them on it, on it, bro. Like for it to happen so consistently, that and no one's like basically like telling them like, yo, like what's going on? Like there's no meeting being held. Like what's going on? Like why is this a reoccurring thing? Like why is there like not like, bro? This <sighs> when you have people like flipping Peter Walton, yeah, bro. Like I have to talk on him because he pisses me off every single time I watch BT Sport, bro. Like when you have people like him who. Ooh, no matter what the decision the referee has made, he's on their side, bro. And he's finding a justification or a reason as to why that decision's been made, bro. Like, how do you expect anyone to then change what they're doing? Do you get what I'm saying? If you're not being told you're doing wrong, you're thinking you're doing right, Allah. So you think referees need to be punished for making... <clears throat> Poor decisions. Oh, not oh. even necessarily. Not even that. Like, even if it's not punished, bro, they have to like referees never have a flipping press conference after a game to be asked oh, why that, did they make. No, but bro, like if if the media's asking them dumb questions live or in their face, and like for argument's sake, that Rodri decision, bro, like Lampard said, his three year old daughter could tell you that's a penalty, bro. So if if a man is coming into a press conference where there's bare media man asking him why did he make that decision, bro. Bro, you're telling me he's going to sit there and stand on his whole heart and chest and feel brave enough. And even if he does, then you can see either it's, it's a corruption or it's just a just general level of re- refereeing, bro. Bro, this yeah, one, I think you're on the right track there. I can't lie. This, you're on the right track opinion. in terms of... Oh, sorry, go, go. No, so, you go, you go. I was going to say, I think he um, on the right track there in terms of, um, even though you didn't say punishment, but I, I do feel like punishment is maybe something needed. That idea of um, having... See how, like, so... I like how in, I think it's in League One, um, they have like half-time talks with some of the players. Sometimes, I'm not sure if coaches involved sometimes, but the players, they have like half-time talks and you just get to see, okay, like, this is what they're saying about the game, they're pressing us here, blah, 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 blah. We get the same thing for referees, maybe not at half-time, but at full-time, where they're able to explain certain decisions, maybe then we'll be able to understand a bit more like what's going on inside their head. It's like, okay, cool. Why did you give this decision despite VR saying blah, 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 blah. In terms of the punishments, I think I feel like they should be. So I know there's a pool of referees that are available for and that are then assigned to every football match. But then I feel like there needs to be like I don't know, like a substitute group of referees that then replace referees that make poor decisions. So it's not just our. Um, so like I think we heard from like you you mentioned the um, Everton Man City game on the weekend. Um, the head of referee of the refereeing um, association. Um, called Lampard Frank Lampard personally to call him and apologise that, that's not really enough whoever was refereeing that game there has to be some kind of suspension where someone else then comes in and then like they're, they're, they're there instead like, there needs to be some kind of pressure on these referees to make the right decision because as of right now all of, and don't get me wrong this is a, a very taxing like job like I saw um, a stat that said something of like I think half of referees or simply 60% of referees in the first two years amateur level anyway grassroots level that they quit because of the amount of um, abuse that they get and it's true like we've we've, we've um, seen throughout our our lives um, um, stories of referees getting death threats and whatever after matches whatever cool you get that but there has to be some kind of actual authoritative pressure from the FA or um, the refereeing bodies where it's like if you're if you're constantly coming with poor decisions then like you have to like suffer the consequences 
there's no way um there's something actually sorry a, a tweet that i saw from a football account which i found quite interesting i actually asked you guys what you think as well is that he basically like if we know a referee's name already that's not a good thing like you shouldn't you really realistically you shouldn't really know a referee's name like that and obviously people talk about um the bullhead guy colina back in the day how he was an amazing referee he was on the front of yeah but he was he, he was known for the right reasons bro was on the cover of pez that's exactly, like, but I'm saying every, all, think of all the ones that we know now. None, none of them are good, apart from the Euro 2020 final. I think it was, his name is Bjorn Kiaipa. Yeah, correct. Bjorn Kiaipa, and it's the German one, the, and, he, the, and the Turkish one. Like I didn't know his name before that, but he was amazing. Like and people were so surprised about that. Like, Carl he was just letting advantages play and whatever. Like he was, and he wasn't soft with yellow cards and whatever, but all of this and like, fam, like this guy was relatively unknown. But every if you're to name if you to tell people to name English referees, there's probably an agenda against almost all of them, bro. It shouldn't be like that. <laughs> you know what it is, yeah? Let me... Uh, bro, you see the one thing uh, we didn't touch on, bro? It's this referee mafia that is that exists, bro. This Word. code of silence and protection that these men be doing Word. for each other, bro. And that's why VAR in this country will never work. Because if you can't tell your fellow professional that you got the decision wrong, like, look at it again, Make sure you did the right thing. I'm trying to save your back here. Nah, it's let's double down on the stupidness, bro. And my thing is, like you said about the um, knowing the referee's name, bro. I still don't understand till this day why Anthony Taylor is still allowed to referee Chelsea matches. <laughs> oh my because already, matches. already, do you know what I'm saying? But like, the thing is, when you look at the the rate of decisions that certain ma- uh, referees make against certain teams, bro, regardless mm. of if they're going to do the fairest game or not, there's already seen to be an unconscious bias against that against that referee. Mm. Look at stupid stuff, right? Fair enough, it worked in Chelsea's favour on the day, yeah. But when there was that, uh, Mark Clattenberg came out and said, oh, at the Battle of the Bridge, um, when Tottenham were going for the, le- the league title against Chelsea, uh, and you know, bottled it to draw two two. He said, "No, nah, I wasn't going to send. I saw that player should have been sent off, but I was never going to send them off just so they ha- they couldn't blame me for them losing." Bro, do your job. If they have to finish the game with seven men, let them finish the game with seven men. I don't understand this. Referees for too long, including Mike Dean, Anthony Taylor, Mark Clattenburg, Howard went back in the day. Bro, these guys. Bro, name them, shame them, bro. They all are Kevin trying to Friend. create nar- narratives. John Moss. During the game. John Moss, he's got Mossy on his boots and that. Bro, I'm telling <laughs> you, that, these guys, these guys here, when they, when, they, when they step up, the game's about them. The game is about them. Like, and the worst thing is, they move like Netflix have, have a flipping, uh, or Amazon Prime have, have, have uh, Bluetooth in their ear telling them, yo, make something happen in this minute even though nothing's happened. Make some drama, make this... Like, just referee the game. That's all I ask you to do. And like you said, I don't want to know the referee's name. I don't care about the referee's name. I just want to know if someone was supposed to be booked, book them. If it was outside, it's outside. Red card, red card, goals are goals. That's all I want to know. That's what I'm saying. It's already a bad thing if... Like, the fact that we know all of these guys' names, like, you should, I, I, don't, I really don't think that we should, like, knowing a referee's name <laughs> should be a thing. Like, I really don't think it should be a thing. Like, it, and if it is a thing, it should be a thing where it's like, wow, this guy is outstanding. Like, he, he, he does his thing. Like, when he referees, we know that you're getting a good game. But how is it that before a match already, fans can already speculate, like, oh, 
well, we know Mark Atkinson is going to give, um, he's going to possibly give a record. Oh, there's actually stats available. Look, this, uh, this, is, uh, this is insane. There's actually stats available for a game where it's like, oh, Martin Atkinson has given, um, has, uh, has given a few yellow cards to um, Chelsea. Or, or let's use Chelsea as an example. He's given three yellow cards to Chelsea in the last eight games that he's refereed. It's like, fam, this, this, like, like, this doesn't, this, this it's not normal, fam. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, if, 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 the, if the governing body, if fans are able to see that and they're able to see such stats like that, why is the governing body not seeing that and saying, well, let's, change, let's put a change to that? If these guys have such a bad reputation around them, why are we letting them continue? And these are supposedly are the best referees that we've got. But they complain when there's not um, English referees in the latest stages of the Champions League and the Euro, Euros and the World Cup. It's, it's very interesting that we touched on Anthony Taylor, actually, because just today he was um, on a podcast with Jake Humphrey, who used to be on BT Sport, and they were speaking about refereeing and whatnot. And then Humphrey asked um, Taylor, how would you like us to view referees? And all Anthony Taylor said was just more understanding and more empathy. So referees think that they're not understood and they're not shown any sort of empathy. And whilst Taylor did admit that, yes, like we do make mistakes and we're far from perfect. He also went on to state that there's, there's so many other factors that determine a result in a game. And I think this is interesting because it seems like he's taken half the accountability. For example, the Everton result, I mean, that could have turned into a 1-1 who knows, Everton could have picked up momentum and turned that into a 2-1, but instead it was 1-0. And Taylor actually said, there's so many other factors that determine the result of a football game. So why is it only that the referees are blamed and not the teams? And I just thought it was really interesting that he said that today, whilst we're talking about this and whilst we brought him up. That's nonsense. The reason why I say it's nonsense, bro, is because, like, like, bro, these are decisions that are literally game-changing decisions, bro, like, points-changing decisions, bro, where, like, bro, a man's, a team's position is determined on a referee's mistake, bro. Like, and yeah, cool, the team should be making, like, better chances or whatever else. But if it's a long day at the office, bro, you're playing Man City, do you get what I'm saying? It's a long day at the office, bro. And the ball has flicked up on your arm, flicked up on Rodri's arm in the box. Claire, bright as day, bro, he's basically controlled the ball with his arm in his box, bro. Like, you can't tell me that, oh, Everton should have done more in the game before anyway. Do you get what I'm saying, bro? Because, bro, they had, they, they got their opportunity. Whatever was supposed to come for them happened, bro. And it like because of referee's decision has changed the whole dynamic and the whole result of the fixture, bro. Between that, that's two points. But you know, two, like do you know what I'm saying, it's a point I'll, that's that's I'll, lost. I'll even use an example. Like so, C- Cardiff City got relegated in uh, eighteen nineteen, right? Um, I think they got relegated by two points, right? The game that I would even point to was, and I remember it vividly, obviously because it was against Chelsea. Listen, as for the quarter being that far offside and, and, and score, scoring and it being allowed to count while Cardiff are 1-0 up and Rudiger not being sent off but clearly taking down their striker as the last man. Bro, mm. those two decisions shifted the whole result. 
That turned a 1-0 yeah. into a 2-1 Chelsea. Do you get what I'm saying? And mm. they got relegated by two points. So yes, there are other factors, but you need to understand that to these clubs, every point means something. Literally, bro. If it's two so, mid-table teams that have nothing to play for, fair enough. Like Whatever. The, I guess the game doesn't matter, but there's teams going for Europe. There's teams going for titles. There's teams going for um, like uh, a battle in relegation. For example, when um, Liverpool and City were going head-to-head for the 96-97 points, right? Technology and refereeing played a massive part in the sense that when uh, Liverpool beat City, uh, when City beat Liverpool at the Etihad, uh, I remember Salah had a chance. I think he chipped it and he got cleared off the line and it was like, I think like a millimetre, marginal on the line, but it was the correct decision and it swung the title race the other way. You never know how that game goes if they go one nil up. But we praise it because it did the right thing. My problem is, like, when it comes to refereeing, it's, do they even know how to use the technology that's been given to them? Because Mourinho came out and said, is it VAR or VR? Is it video referee or video assistant referee? Because how... Uh, how can the referee make a decision? VAR tells them, no, you're wrong, but you don't even go and check it. Or in the case of like, um, Reece, I, I know we're, like, we're not meant to be like a fan sort of thing, but I have to use examples that I've seen with my own two eyes. In the case of Reese James, right, being sent off at Anfield, they said, go check the monitor. Did the referee even get to the monitor before he turned back and ran back to give a red card? He didn't even see the the incident, look at it like at the multiple angles that you get. Like that's not good. When when the referees are going to the monitor, I feel like whoever's in their ear has made their mind up for them. They go to the monitor just for show. Do you know what I mean? They go to the monitor to make it seem like, okay, they're the person that's making the decision. But we've seen it multiple times where like as a fan, you're sitting down at home and you know you're gonna get constant replays from different angles, it's going to be slowed down, it's going to be sped up, and all of that. Whereas when the referee goes to the monitor, I feel like it's this one angle at this one pace that they're able to see it from, and that's going to help sway the decision. And by the time they get there, their mind is made up. The person in their ear saying, yeah, this is a penalty, or this is a red card, or this is whatever, and the referee just has to go have a glance and turn back because in his head he already knows he's going to send that player off or give a penalty and that's that's just how it works and is is horrible to be honest it's a horrible system because you know it like you can give your recommendation but at the end of the day we can't allow someone else that's in flipping Stockley Park or wherever they do this to influence the decision of this game because refereeing is all subjective uh a penalty for a trip might be given by one referee and another referee might say no. And allowing another person to, you know, influence how one game is run will like just change stuff because then there's no consistency. If, yeah, but the, if the VAR wasn't there, then the referee might not have given that decision. No, but the thing, the thing is for me, yeah, when you say that, yeah, like... I, it's, it's one of the ones where there's fine margins between like, ch- like, like um, different 
um, like fouls being given, like where it might not be a fight, it might be a foul. Do you get what I'm saying? But the threshold is. Yeah. yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of give a blight to them once, car. Some refs will give that, some refs won't. But, bro, when, like, uh, do you know one thing I don't like, bro? Yeah. You see, when it's early in the game and someone makes an outrageous challenge, yeah, they kind of give it a blight because it's early in the game. We don't want to mess up the further game. But, bro, if it's a red card, it's a red card. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, if, it's, if, that, if, that, if that's done later on in the game, Bro, that's a red card. So why, because it's the second minute into the game, we're gonna give that player a blight? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, I, 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 it's, bro, it's, it's a mess. No, I, I, I was even gonna say, yeah. Uh, I was even gonna say, do you feel like um, the rules are too subjective? In a way, but do you know what it is for me? What I would like to see is, listen, you have different, like, same way you have different kind of footballers. I don't mind having different kind of referees. So you have your lenient types. I don't give too many cards. I like to um, I like to keep it, you know, keep the game flowing. In other cases, there's strict referees, like they're like basically school teachers. That is fine. Everyone can be different, but it's just consistency on certain things has to be there. Do you get what I'm saying? Like certain decisions are not up for debate. Handballs are not up for debate. Like offsides, bad tackles, they're not up for debate. Once it goes to VAR, you see them with your own two eyes, you can see it is what it is. You have to act on it. Other than that, little tugs and stuff like that, if you want to let them go, you want to let them, you, you want to um, pull it up, be consistent with it. But Yeah, word. Like, if you're going to book someone for it, do book the other person for it because yeah. there's one thing, City get away with a lot of that tugging, tactical foul shit. Yeah, where Rodri will have about 16 of them, little yep. pulls, little te- little take man down in, in the um, middle of the park, slowing the game down. You have 16 of them, bro, and they'll get booked. Do you get what I'm saying? But a next man will do that once. Like, Xhaka, for argument's sake. Dude, like, Xhaka will do that. And he'll get booked straight away, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? That whole, like, agenda system has to stop, bro. Because I feel like... Yeah, there's a nice little Bro, let, let's, let's take it back. Let's take it even back a bit more, yeah? Harry Kane's challenge on Robertson, bro. And then I think there was like a thing that came out somewhere where the referee kind of said that, ah, it's not in Harry Kane's character to make a challenge like that. Bro, what the fuck do you mean, bro? If it's a red card, it's a red card. Anyone else does that or any other situation that is, bro, like, I don't understand why there's like, um, there's like, like a slight favouritism then, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? He's talking about the player like it's his brethren, bro. You are the referee. He's just a player on the pitch. Like, like you actually don't know him personally bro. to be talking about him like that. It doesn't make it's sense. not in his character, bro. The, listen, would you, you you would say that about certain people until allegations come out and then you say, oh, surprise, their character. Don't comment Should on get. the answer. Just comment on the actions that are going on on the pitch. That's all your job is. And it's very, like, I'm not going to act like refereeing is easy. You know? There's a lot of things going on. But, Mm. Same way as we judge footballers to the high standard of them getting to a, a stage where they are being paid handsomely to do their job is the same way I'm going to judge a referee who has the privilege compared to referees who like a referee on a Sunday morning at a random park where dogs probably pooed all over the pitch. You get to you get to you know all expenses paid. You're you're doing Champions League games. You're doing Premier League games. Big stadiums, big players, big occasion. You're on TV being paid more money. Like, I'm going to hold you to that standard of your profession. 
Like, mm. so when these refs are coming, trying to give it, I'm only human, I'm on the pitch with these superstars. No. Like, you're there for a reason. You're part of the, allegedly, the cream of the crop in this country or in this mm. continent or even in the world of referees. You can't play victim at that point. Like, you, you have to hold your hands up and go, you know what? We make bad decisions sometimes. How can we make this better? Because now we're affecting the quality of the game that the fans are watching. Literally, yeah. People are scoring goals and you're you're having to like not even celebrate yet because you don't know if it's offside yet. You get me? I think that's... Bro, the, the decisions are mad, bro. Offside for like your, your arm being offside, bro. You can't even score with your arm, bro. Bro. Yeah, you know I'm saying? And VAR, yeah. I swear to God, they need to remove the offside thing, man. Because that that line, those lines are lies. They are lies. Because this is the thing. Um, compare it to like, I don't know if you like watch tennis here, but you have Hawkeye with tennis, right? Which is a yeah. bird's eye view of the court. So if the ball is in or out, like, it's, it's not subjective. Like, because it has the whole view of the court. I think there's one camera in each half uh, of the court. So you can actually see where the ball's landed and where it is. There's no subjectiveness about VAR when you see an offside but how many different angles have you seen an offside decision given from on the camera that they're doing it from is it ever from above or just from the side never, or is it sometimes never, just never. behind sometimes just in front like it's mad if you can't line up the camera to see if the guy's in front or behind what does that mean because yeah. certain offsides I could change the angle and he looks like he's onside I could change the other he's onside he's off bro it, it's not consistent and I'm looking at, like, for example, at the game on the weekend, I'm looking at Lukaku's offside, right? And I'm like, what did you see that I didn't see? Because all I can see is his arm offside. So what are you seeing? Yeah, literally, seeing? bro. Literally. And I just think, I just think, like, maybe it's just this country. I don't know. But a lot of the things, I've seen, it's just horseshit, man. It's a lot of horseshit. Yeah. Speak, speaking on this country, actually, um, I saw articles that that's dated around 2018 on Sky Sports and they were basically talking about how um, this was before VAR had come in, I believe. I may be wrong. But anyway, um, they were basically talking about the um, idea of bringing in foreign referees and um, another more recent article talking about, again, how the refereeing at the Euros was um, praised because of how different it was to the Premier League. So... Um, for those watchers who didn't watch the Euros, which doesn't make sense because I'm guessing you all watch the Euros. Um, obviously, a lot of the referees, what they did, they weren't always stopping play to check VAR. VAR was checked like only when it really had to. So the game flowed a lot better. Um, there are a lot more like advantages played as well. Like everything, like the Euros is that like, the officiating was actually quite good, apart from like obviously one, two matches. But in general, a lot of Premier League um, watchers as well were really saying that. This is really good. But my only issue with that, um, and I'll ask you guys what you think as well, is um, bringing in foreign referees, uh, I, I guess, is great. But it doesn't actually solve the innate issue of like, the rules being, I think, maybe a bit too subjective for one. And two, um, I think it goes back to just how refereeing is viewed in general in the country. So I talked about grassroots football and how I think the course for refereeing is like £140 or something like that. Um, but to use an example outside of football, what people did in Scandinavia, I think it was Sweden, what they did when they wanted to like, make teaching a more um, attractive 
um, profession is that they raise the the like minimum wage for or the base price for the base wage salary for um, teaching to a higher level so that it was then esteemed as okay this is a very well-paid job like this is something I can go uni actually do not something that just some people fall into um, and just end up doing and it's like oh yeah it's just a job and I'm working for this thing blah 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 in the same way, I feel like something should, like, something of a uh, similar, something of a similar sort should be done with refereeing, where it's like these guys are getting low pay, they get loads of abuse. Pattern up the rules, make this um, job a bit more well paid, so that now people it makes it more attractive for people to not even just go into it, but to stay there. Because like I said, like I said earlier, almost half of the people that start refereeing at Drew's grassroots level after two years they stop doing it because. Um, we've all played Sunday league football and, um, and we know we all how um, insults at the referee when he's not doing his job. Sometimes rightly so. But it, it's no one, no one wants to wake up and do that if they know that that's what they're going to be um, at, the end, at the receiving end of literally every single week. So if you can pattern that from grassroots level, it changes the perception of how refereeing will be seen in general. And then maybe we can then get to the point where all the way up to the top, if we're from the bottom, all the way up to the top we can start seeing referees in a good light where it's like you eradicate all of these referees that have just that bad reputation look, look at all the guys even before the referees that we have now I don't know if Mark Clattenberg is still refereeing but we still have people like Graham Paul and how like he was embarrassed yeah. when you gave someone like three yellow cards and stuff like that like there's a culture here in England anyway with like just referees and they're being like just loads of gaffes or just having a bad reputation for just having agendas yeah. towards certain clubs or whatever all, all the way back to um, I think it was United, um, Arsenal ending, no, United This is ingrained in culture, so to get rid of that culture, you have to start something from the bottom up. But the problem and is, it has to be that, and, and, and sorry to cut you, yeah, when you have oh, the person that, when you have the person that, um, that corrupted that game as the head of VAR, what do you expect? Is he the head of VAR? Yeah, bro. You gotta think here, like bro, the, the old referees are the ones training the new referees, and these new referees are gonna be the ones training the next referees, bro. Like this cycle is is vicious and disgraceful because it's getting worse and worse. By the year, it's genuinely getting worse and worse, and it's like how with these new referees coming through. Some of which I still don't know their names yet, but they're starting to make their names into my head because of the stupidness they're doing. Is it like you've not learned from your predecessors' mistakes? How do you not see that this is what your 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 predecessors are doing, and you're you, you're going and doing the same thing, and then you want to complain? Oh, fans are fans are abusing me online, or that people might throw stuff at my car and do so. You, it's your fault for doing the same things that you that you saw people doing already, and like. Referees just, for, for me, in this country, I can't name a good referee that I actually can't wait to referee my match. Like, when I think about I, across Europe, you have, like, Felix Burke, the German guy, Google him if you haven't seen him, but, like, you'll know him by face. Bjorn Kuypers, um, I can't remember his name, but the brother who did the Champions League final last year. Like, when you see the way they referee... Yeah, games, he was really good. Yeah, and like yeah, the, the things that they let go, the things they pull back, like they don't let the game go to, and the games just flow. You forget there's even a referee on the pitch until there's a mm. big decision, and even then, yeah. he has the nerve to make the right decision. So you're like, okay, I respect this guy. Mm. Then look at any big game, 
an English referee has ever done, bro. 2010 World Cup, disaster. 2016 Champions League final, disaster. Like, they, they're either so dull because they, 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 they don't let the game flow when it's the biggest game of the year, or they just make mad moves, bro. How can we forget Nigel De Young almost assassinating Javier Alonso Javi and still being able to play the whole <laughs> 20 minutes? It's crazy. Yeah, there has to be a reset somewhere, man. It's, it's, yeah. I, I saw something crazy um, where they were like, because I was basically um, suggesting that one move they'd want to make is basically assign a referee for every single, also every 22 players, all the 22 players and pitch, assign a referee for each of them. So it's like you have, obviously, the saying is um, three heads are better than one. But now you have 22 heads rather than just one who, I guess, he has already a team of, of what, four, four, three, four referees of him anyway. I really, sometimes I really don't understand even why, what some of them are doing because some of them, like you mentioned earlier, they keep, they keep their mouth shut. They don't say anything. They don't want to say Literally, bro. The fourth officials are just standing... Not fourth officials. Fourth officials, linesmen, bare yeah. people are just standing on the sidelines and not saying a word, bro. But I don't know what you guys yeah. think of that. Is that something too extreme? Is that more... Is that some... Even I, something like I, a, I don't know, more galactic football thing where we literally have more of like I think there's robot referees that has been talked about as something as something as well. Oh, um, there's really robot linesmen in a club world cup. But I didn't even realise it happened. Oh yeah, I didn't even realise. Yeah, they yeah, didn't know, yeah. did it to be honest. It was child, yeah, it was child. I mean I didn't I didn't hear any of it, of it going wrong at any on any of the games, so yeah, no, it it was said to be pretty effective. Um there weren't any sort of crazy decisions because like um i think Carell said earlier offside isn't subjective you're either offside or you're not and um yeah but it did it did go well and something arsene wenger said recently and i think we touched on this on our first ever pod was that he wants to change the offside rule so that the attackers gain the advantage and if if you're like let's say my my body is in front of the defender and my last my leg my back foot is in line with that defender's front foot then I'm still on side that yeah. might be too drastic but do you oh, not no, think the attacker should gain the advantage now do you know do you know why as much as on, I like yeah want fairness and stuff bro football you want games to have goals man you want you want like people to be attacked to be able to attack properly. Like my thing is, I've never understood the notion that if one part of your body is offside, you're gaining a clear advantage. Now, if you're stood completely the wrong side of the defender, okay, I can say there you're um, offside. But then for me, I'm thinking, how is there so much? Like, okay, a, def- uh, a striker is on your shoulder. You're telling me if he's like one inch ahead of you, you lose out mm. so much more. Yeah. Then I look at it and say, what if a defender stood static and he stood up straight and a striker is running in behind and he's leaning forward, then he's 95% of the time going to be deemed to be offside if he doesn't time it yep. to perfection. Yeah. That's not fair on the attacker. Now, I believe what Wenger's saying is correct. And I've always thought that, like, because throughout history, it always has been, when it comes to offside and you're unsure, the benefit of the doubt goes to the attacker. 
It's mm. just how it's always been. And for me, I agree with that. Because why? I want goals. I don't want to see goals pull back because a guy's, a guy's wearing size 11 shoes. So because he's big toe, he's a little bit offside. The goal gets short. Up. No, yeah. man. That's not the yeah. game. No, so, I, def- I, I definitely hear it still. I hear it like... I'm here for rule changes, isn't it? I'm here for rule changes. My thing is the rules won't change if the people in that's like in charge of the rules aren't changing. You get what I'm saying? Like like F said, it needs to be like refreshed completely. Cause like it's 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 mad, bro. Like there's so much situations and incidences. Like I don't even think there's even like you said, bro. It's not a referee that you look forward to kind of refereeing your game, bro. Like, so if you get these rule changes in terms of like having like that offside change, but we're just gonna see another situation where it's that same. Oh, is he onside? Is he not? And it's gonna be ruled a way that you don't really want to hear it to go. Do you get what I'm saying? Which that's just gonna create a whole ne- next set of animosity. I think they've got a. They've got to decide whether they want the VAR to run the game or the referee to run the game. And if they're going to use the VAR, they're going to have to, like, just like you guys said, bro, be consistent with it, bro. If something go- gets checked and has to go to the, the monitor, the next situation has to get checked and go to the monitor and vice versa, like, you get what I'm saying? And, like, the whole agendas thing, like, where referees have, like, these agendas on players and whatever, bro, that, well, that's just, it's just got to go, bro. Like, well, that has to go before anything like any rules come in and change any form of situation. Just what's the top you guys thing? would um like propose to change apart from offside rules? Do you say what rules would be like to change? Yeah, like or any any or things you'd, you'd like to be implemented just in the refereeing world. Yeah. So like some of the stuff I mentioned, like the, I, you know, what I'd like you know, what I'd like I'd like a clear, I like a, I'd like a clear explanation of a player making two fouls without getting a yellow card first and being sent off with two yellow cards. If that makes sense. Shall we read it better? Long story short, what I'm talking about is the Martinelli situation here with Wolves, where he's made the first, um, it's not even a foul because the player's off the pitch, so it's not a foul, but he's done whatever he's done, pushed the player, that's a yellow card, yeah, cool, fair enough, and whatever. He doesn't know he's on a yellow card. He's then run into the, in the same motion and push the player over and start stop the attack, which is another tactical foul, which it is another yellow card. But if he doesn't know that he's on the yellow card from the first challenge, then how is he supposed to know he's on a, a yellow card when he makes the second challenge? I'm not gonna lie though. If you're if you're pushing man and pulling him at the same time, but you're moving crazy at that point. But I do I, get what you're no, saying. No, but yeah, but like I, I'm not necessarily discrediting. No, but actions. that's but the actions that's... are. The action, both of them are yellow cards and it's a red card in a sense, you get what I'm saying? But I've never seen two yellow cards in the same motion because if he, uh, cool, let's ask this then. If he gets booked straight away from that from that first issue, does he then make that second challenge? Probably not, or but then at the same time, you realise that, because was, was the advantage played when he did the first foul? It wasn't a foul, bro, because he was off the pitch. The guy was off the pitch. Was, well, what would he get the first yellow for then? The pushing the player. Basically, the player went to take a throw in and he's basically like, not even necessarily, put, he's pushed him. Like, he's he's ran into him kind of thing and pushed him when he's taken a throw in. And um, then he's like, chased the throw in 
and the player that's received the ball from the phone he's basically like pushed them over as well from like from behind. To be honest, I would say if the if it was at a throwing and the ref didn't stop the game, to give him the yellow card. So if like it was in the like in the midst of the throwing, then that's on the ref in it. But I would say like stuff like a player being like making a bookable challenge and advantages being played. And then they make another bookable challenge and then get sent off for it. I'm not too mad at it because at the end of the day, if you can see advantages being played because of you, don't mm. make that second tackle because you're, you're making yourself liable for it. But what I would yeah. want actually is, you see how VAR only does straight reds? I mm. would like to see yellow cards. On, on the second yellow mm. for them to be able to review the first yellow card. Because you know sometimes some, some guys get they get a yellow card for a soft one. It's not even really a yellow card, but they're yeah. giving it. That's a really good one, by the way. That's a really yeah. good one. Because I feel like you see even um like Kovacic in the FA Cup fight uh, FA Cup final against Arsenal. That second yeah, yellow man. card wasn't a yellow card. It wasn't even a foul. Nah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was it was great deception store. Yeah, so even with that, it's like bro, because it's been two yellows, you could go and review the yellow card that's going to get them sent off or the first one that put them in a position to be getting sent off for the second one. And I feel like sometimes refs will look back and go, do you know what, yeah? Because they always say, I never wanted to send someone off. I wanted to keep 11 players on the pitch. That's a way to keep 11 players on the pitch because then you can see, ah, maybe I did move a bit rough with that one, but mm. they're still on a yellow because yeah. you're only taking one away from them. It doesn't wipe it mm. out. It just means you're on a yellow. Do you think the referees have the the guts to then be like, oh, do you know what? The first yellow wasn't a yellow. I'm going to rescind that. I'm going to take that back. Because you they, they, they seem to have main character syndrome. And yeah, I'm not I sure any referee has the balls to be like, you know what? I actually made a mistake. I'm going but to erase this. That applies, mm, that, applies, that applies to every facet of the game. Though. Whatever we suggest, we could always just say, these men are too big time or too headstrong to change that particular thing because we're asking them to literally change the fabric of how they how they operate. And yeah. my thing is, bro, the game, this is what I'm saying, the referees have too much power considering the game has nothing to do with them. You're just literally, there to facilitate yeah. the game proceeding throughout 90 minutes or further if needed and going home. Like, you'd... Like, for me, like, maybe I'm being harsh, but I don't even understand why refs get medals for finals, bro. Like, I'll never understand yeah. that. You have nothing to do with the, the outcome of the game. You're just there <laughs> to officiate it. Like, should we give, like, I don't know, every ball boy should get a medal. Every, uh, uh, I, I don't know, groundsman should get a medal. Like, you literally you have nothing to do with the game. Mm. You're just there to make it happen. The same way the ticket people are there to get fans in the stadium. You're just there to get us through the game. So, giving them medals and stuff like that. Can you imagine? Like, you've got a Champions League medal at home, World Cup medal at home, and you're a referee. That's... You didn't play. You didn't, you didn't play. Man. You were just there. Like, come on, man. This is how they get big heads. We're giving them awards and stuff, bro. Just do your job yeah, and go home. And they're just, bro, they're just so protected, bro. I remember when, like, um, like this ain't even even a Premier League game, but um, Jude Bellingham had that issue earlier on against Bayern Munich where there was a um, I think it was a penalty shout or there was some form of issue. No, it was um, just the whole game was just yeah, 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 yeah I know, I know. Um, yeah, 
but he they've had that issue and he came out and basically said like what he had to say where if a uh, referee has been like known for match tricks and before and you give him the biggest game in Germany like what do you kind of expect kind of thing like and he got I'm sure he got in trouble for that didn't he yeah yeah, you got yeah. fined, like... Um, yeah, I'm saying, bro, like, bro... 40,000. Why, why, why did he get fined? Did he lie? Like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't lie. He told the truth. Like, bro, it's... It's mad. Players can't even, like, say things that... Like, even with... um, I can't even remember the game it was for Arsenal where we've had that whole madness. I think it might have been the City game, actually. Um, and... um, We got very hostile in the referee's face and blah 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 and like Arta had said what he had to say or whatever we got fined for it for the players conduct and like um, how like the team just operated with that whole situation but then you have the situation with Everton and you're getting apologies bro but just like, funny yeah. like even going back to the Bellingham thing right like, stuff like comments against the referee being fined for it, yeah. I hate that, bro. Why can you not talk about the referee's performance in a, in a, in a press you conference? You get what I'm saying, bro. Or in a thing, and uh, you have to worry about getting fined. Jude Bellingham said, look, the re- the decisions, decisions were, were shocking. I watched the game. The decisions were shocking. And it Ooh. wasn't even just, like, the referee was just bad in that game, right? But it favoured yeah. Bayern. Whether unconsciously or consciously, the ref. So if he's going to question... The integrity of the referee, who had been banned for match fixing, mm. which the DFB had hidden for years, like mm. that concealed that he'd been banned, bro. Like, why is he getting fined forty k for bringing that up? Because you're gonna mm. question, you're gonna question the integrity of a referee who has been match fixing before. Literally, same thing as any referee who, like, jo- like you'll see. Jose Mourinho's old interviews and stuff like that, I prefer not to speak, all this stuff like that, is because he knows he wants to question the integrity of the match that has just happened, the quality of decision that's been made. Mm. We're supposed to play a premium game. Imagine this, yeah? How can you have premium footballers, six-figure footballers a week, yeah? Billions of pounds pumped into the production of this match from Cameras, punditry, promotion, advertising, all this stuff, right? Global, yeah. But the referee is subpar. But you get, you get back, you get fined, or you can get banned for speaking against it. That's like going to Hakkasan. They're giving you Iceland value food. You question it, and then they kick you out. It doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense. And this the is referees are overly to. protected because overly it's, protected. it's very interesting. Like you can, as as you're touching on Creole, you can actually criticize a player. You'll go, I mean, the media will be like, "Ah, oh, this player didn't perform well." To the manager, what happened? Should this player be dropped? Why is your star striker not scoring? Why is the keeper conceding loads of goals? And these are obviously players that are part of the team. But when a referee has a stinker and he affects a result the same way one of these star players, one of the strikers doesn't score, one of the goalkeeper goalkeepers lets in a howler, the referees aren't questioned. And 
Um, I just wanted to ask you very quickly. So F mentioned, you know, starting from the bottom up and just changing the whole dynamic and culture of refereeing. But I think something we see in sport is, you know, there's always going to be a contentious decision that can go 50-50. It might go for your team. It might not. Do you think it's ever going to get to a place where referees are respected? Because, I mean, there's an outlier of um, a referee, the referee we mentioned earlier, Kalina, who seemed to be, you know, respected worldwide. And he was known for his kind of stern decisions, but good refereeing. But do you feel like he is an outlier or do you feel like we can get to that culture where referees are respected, not just by the players, but by the general public too? But you know what the mad thing is, bro? Like, you've got to remember... These referees these days, they don't have credit in the bank, bro. Like, Kalina was so good as a ref, yeah. When Calciopoli happened, bro, he was the only referee the Italian Federation trusted because he was so straight and narrow as a human, as a ref, as everything. Like, it's very rare you'll get someone to that level. But these referees are not making it easy on themselves. And But I would say the only way we can get there now, in this day and age, social media era, everything like this, accountability. The one who drops his pride and says, I had a bad game, or said, I got that wrong, or I need to do better, then we can move forward from there. But at the moment, it's like, win, lose, draw, bad decision, good decision, doesn't matter to them. They get paid. They're going to get another Premier League game the next week. They might even get another Super Sunday. Like, is there even a reward a reward system in the Premier League, for example, for referees getting the big game? Like, because I'm still seeing referees who have performed horribly get massive games and potentially ruin them. Like, is 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 there no such thing as you know a reward system in that case? Yeah, I think. Um... I really hope I don't get this wrong. But I feel like for how they decide the referees are even doing, so most recently it was the Euros, I, th- I think there's some kind of coefficient available where it's like they pick the best referees, best, best referees from every league or something like that. I can't remember. Um, I'm guessing that that kind of coefficient doesn't exist in the Premier League in terms of being get given big matches. I feel like big names just get given the big matches, which, again, like we've kind of talked, um, covered on the, the whole of today's podcast, the bigger names don't necessarily happen to be the best referees. So I guess that's something that needs to change. Um, to answer Jeff's question in terms of um, the refereeing culture changing, I think that culture can is possible. Like we've seen, we've, like, like you said, like with Kalina, he was well-respected in the, and it still is uh, in the international community now. I'd love to know what he's doing right now because it would be great for him to be on the head and to be the head of a refereeing board um, if he isn't already. Um, like we all spoke about um, that kind of revere people have for the foreign referees so like at the Euros again to use that as an example everyone was in awe of the refereeing that was, was occurring there for the majority of the matches especially for the final uh, in Beyond so it is definitely possible obviously there's the caveat of uh, um, when it's when you see something that's outside of your normal echo chamber it's going to look better than what you have but when it came to Euros and everyone was watching it, it was actually it did actually look a lot better. Um, 
I think if things do change from the ground up in terms of the grassroots thing, it will take years. And this is talking about like maybe a, a 10 year project at, at, at minimum where like correct infrastructure and, and um, investment is put into the grassroots system where they make refereeing something attractive for people um, to go into. And then um, bit by bit, league by league, like we maybe we'll start to see things improving and then people in general will start to look at referees and as just respectable with that again stuff like the offside rules come on we have technology that is able to give better that view of the match like Carol said use it like, wh- why are we using still like asymmetric views of, of the pitch whatever where, where it's like where it's going to look subjective here it's going to look subjective there like we have all of these things available that like, technology is meant to make things easier it's not meant to make things more complicated um, and cause more controversy. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really do. Think, and maybe that this, this might be me being um, uh, really optimistic, but I really do believe we can get to a point where like refereeing is actually like, seen in a good light in this country. It's going to take a lot because of how, and we've talked about how many incidents have happened with referees throughout the years in England or with English referees, but it definitely is something that can change. Um, yeah, I was gonna something else I was gonna say as well. Um, yeah, that the rules as well has to has to be a lot more precise. Even things interpretation is 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 techy, and it's weird that VAR's come in in the last few years. I don't remember. Maybe this. I don't know. At least ask you guys this as well. I don't remember refereeing being such a focal point of the news or being such a center point of discussion when we were watching football growing up. Like, cool, there was mad decisions that happened to so like the Barcelona-Chelsea 2009, one of the first things I think of, whatever. Barcelona-Arsenal. Um, yeah, that was one. But I, I remember Arsenal the United games. ones are almost like know. almost every week. Like, there um, was, almost like now, there's almost an incident every week, fam. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, um, like, uh, it was maybe so in your face. Um, I think there was like there was definitely that bias like you used to think be things like fucking Fergie time and shit like that you get what I'm saying back then so like there, there's always been some element of it I just think now it's just kind of in your face and more even so now because we actually have the tools to fix it so when you have the tools to fix it and you're actually making it worse it's like what are you doing wrong here do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying my question yeah is do people actually like and this, this might sound very rude or I'm not even trying to like downplay it. It's a genuine question. Do people grow up and want to be referees? No. And that's, that's, that's what I'm touching on. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying though. Even even when like you get asked to... And if you, even people that I know that do do refereeing and they get asked to do it on a Sunday, bro, the reaction is just like, oh, it's long, I'll have to go there. Probably going to get shot at that. This is that. Like, it's not an attractive <laughs> job to have. Like, that's that's this is what I'm saying. It, the the job has to be has to be made more attractive for people to even think about doing it in the first place. And even the way managers and players talk about referees now today, it's going to reflect. Like kids, when they see that, they pick up on these things and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, the referees s the referees s like all of this, all of these things. Like they pick that up, I and mean, then that's how they will continue to look at them." Throughout, even when they start playing as well, when they're, when they're fans as well, like there's, there is already a stigma to uh, a common thing we hear after the game. Ah, oh, the referee was S. The referee was S. It's, like, it's a normal thing, but it shouldn't be. And that's what I'm saying. 
changing that like you don't want to be in that job bro like there's not like bro even the people that are like you said i think auntie taylor was having that um interview with um jake Humphreys. cool I, I, I actually had pity um or I felt for him a little bit until you said the bit where he said um there's other factors in the game which is a bit of a stupid statement of course there's other factors but refereeing is one of the main factors that um affects games but yeah um they do suffer a lot but <sighs> ref you know what refs yeah refs are looked at like for footballers refs are looked at like being like becoming a policeman if you grow up in ends you know? like it's just something that just doesn't make sense you don't do in it and I feel like the only people that ever become refs are men that can't kick ball, bro. Like, and that's maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe if there's more like actual footballers that ref, it might be a better standard. But like, bro, I, I can't like. I, I think if you go for every ref here, like profession, refing professionally in this country, bro. I want to know how many played football to even like a semi-professional standard, at least. Or any kind of standard or rated that ball. I don't think it, it's, it's a thing. But the difference is, yeah, when you look abroad, yeah, and you look at all these referees that I was talking about, like Felix Berth and them, man. When you look at the jobs that they do, like their day job, bro, I I, I totally get why they're good refs, bro. These are these men are accountants, bankers, lawyers. Bro, Bill Capers is a billionaire, bro, apparently. Bro, you know what I'm saying? These men, these men, like, they're just, they're here because they love the game and they just want order in the game and do it, bro. Some of these referees in England, yeah, they want to be celebrities, bro. Mike Dean, like, I think he's got to the point where he started doing the celebrity thing so much that we all bought into it and just said, yeah, that's Mike Dean. That's, that's football heritage. That's good. But this guy's not, like, this guy should be moving like this as a referee. Yeah, a bit of personality in there. Put a bit of personality in. But don't make the game about you. No, there shouldn't be a personality thing, bro. No, bro. If you, if it's anything, your personality should be that you that you get it right. That that oh, you're you're stern. That's calm. Anything I was like, bro. I don't want to hear about. Oh, uh, there's a jokey referee there here today. What's what's that doing for me, bro? No, I hear it. Bro. I hear it. What's but even like, even what's that, yeah. Like? Go on. No, like I said earlier with John Moss and that Mossy on his boots. Oh, no. Bro, he's... Bro, nah, do you know if Graham Paul was being considered for um, celebrity, celebrity get me out of here at one point? Bro, this was it. Bro, these are man... Uh, do you know what I I don't even blame them. Like, stuff like that, I don't blame you. If you're famous, whatever in it, like, money have to make, in it? But, please, like, come on, man. They just need to allow sometimes. Just quickly, um, I apologize to any Everton fan that's listening to this. Um, because you know, you you had that horrible decision against your team. And to wrap up, I just want to ask you guys what what needs to change, what can change, and what will change? Like, do you think anything will actually change? You can sit here and we've we've had a week a weekend where they're just being horrible decisions in the Premier League, in the Carabao Cup. I'm sure in the Champions League in Europe somewhere, there's going to be horrible decisions. Ethic, like There's going to be horrible decisions everywhere. But do you think at the end of the day, PGMOL are going to change something? Because, I mean, they came out and apologised to Everton. 
which is something I haven't seen them do before, you know, and that isn't the first contentious decision which hasn't gone a club's way. So do you think they're just going to come out and apologise more? Or do you think this is going to set the precedent now where they know, okay, something needs to change because we don't want to be doing this often. We don't want this sort of scrutiny. Oh, that's not the apologising thing. It's 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 great in, t- in terms of they're starting to, starting to acknowledge that they are in the wrong, but it's not doing anything for anybody. At the end of the day, Everton want their two points. I don't know if this is a stretch to go as far to say we should be contesting points. At the end of the day, like oh, like, that's maybe a stretch because then that for that that's that's maybe a slippery slope because it throws loads of things um, into the mix, but. It should be even a thing where even if the game is just finished and like the VAR is still going, like maybe they should be able to still take their penalty if if the decision is that bad. Like I don't know that there needs to be stricter things happening. What what should happen? Like the, like I said, the grassroots thing. Like there needs to be a change in culture, a re- cultural reset, cultural reset from the bottom up. Um, if you can't do that, bring in foreign referees. Because even though you mentioned uh, there's going to be like a mad result in Champions League, I, there's not really mad results, um, um, mad, mad refereeing decisions in the Champions League as much as we're seeing in the league, bro. Like if you actually deep, there's not actually mad decisions that we've seen that have, like of recent anyway. Like that's, it's, it's, they patterned it on the on the large part anyway. Yeah, in terms of what will happen, I, I, I'll be so real. I don't think anything will happen. I actually don't think anything will happen in terms of. The apologising thing, maybe you'll, you'll see one, two more, but again, that's not doing anything for anybody. So if, if I'm being, I'm, I'm, again, I was probably, like I said earlier, I was probably being very optimistic in terms of the things I was suggesting. But if you're being real, can't really see it changing much. It's because they're getting their money. That Unless all the clubs come together and say, no, nah, like, well, this needs to stop, then boy. Right, Pharrell, Shade, what do you guys think? Yeah, well, nothing's good. Nothing. I got. Go first. I don't mind, bro. It's up to you. Well, I'll I'll go. Um, yeah, flipping. I don't think it's going to change personally. Um, I feel like, like you guys were saying earlier, there's like a like a ref kind of thing where like no one really wants to make a harsh call. I think maybe. Some form of like stand against the referees or whatever else. I, I I don't know. Maybe like if we're saying maybe get foreign referees. Maybe there's like maybe these referees because they're embedded in our culture of foreign defense. So they might even be fans of the club. The like not necessarily fans of that club, but there's some form of attachment that they have or emotional attachment that they have with a certain club where they now feel like every time they play that club, there's a certain amount. So, um, I don't think anything's going to change. What should happen for me, I feel like there needs to be some form of like accountability being taken by these referees. Um, there needs to be a stop of people like Peter Wharton on TV chatting shit. Sorry, I, I can't keep seeing rubbish being justified. And, like, when you're one person against millions and millions of people watching around the world bro it just doesn't make sense like, it, it doesn't I, I can't see anything happening just to go back quickly as well, well I don't um, I don't think um, I'm not apologising to ever the reason being 
Yo gonna have to start again. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro was just talking. Sound like he was just. Bro, have you got one airport? Cave, bro. I got one effort in still, but my other one died, didn't it? Nah, yeah, take, take them both out. Take them both out, bro. Edit this. That was Let me you. Take both out and then start, your, start whatever you said again. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? On, start again. Start again. Yeah, yeah. Why are you coming through my... Yo. Yeah, you sound calm, bro. I sound calm, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, where, where should I go from? Should I start my whole part again? Yeah, everything, everything. Everything, yeah. Because that's your final point, then we're rounding up. Ah, uh, cool. Sorry, boys. Um, for me, I don't feel like anything's going to change. I feel like um, it's all going to stay the same. Like you guys were saying earlier, like, it's like there's like a referee mafia where everyone just doesn't really like draw anyone out. Um I feel like it's got to be a situation where someone basically has to put their foot down, bro, and basically say, no, this just isn't good enough. Like, we have to actually do something about it. Until then, bro, that's, there's nothing, nothing's going to change. Like, maybe, like, what F was saying with having, um, like, foreign referees come and um, referee some of the games because, like, maybe some of these, like, referees have, like, uh, a personal attachment to these clubs where, like maybe they don't support them or like have a necessarily like a, a like a direct connection with the club, but they might referee the, the team maybe way too much. And because they referee that team way too much, they have their certain agenda or stigma against that team or they don't like their fans. So because they don't like their fans, they're gonna do X, Y, and Z or they co- they don't like a certain player, so that player's gonna get bought. That all that stuff has to just basically it has to come out of the game, bro. It's not gonna get better until that happens, basically, man. And I'm also I was gonna say, um, um, Jeff apologized to the Everton fans over the weekend. I'm personally not going to apologize, bro, because this shit happens to Arsenal week in, week out. And when we were saying it, everyone tells us we cry, we talk about the referees too much, bro. Bro, this this is this has been happening all season from last year. From VAR has actually come in. VAR shagged us so many times, bro. And it's dumb shit. Like it's it's super super crazy. It's now just being highlighted more because it's happening to more than just the other clubs um, in the league. But bro, this this has been happening to us, bro. So everyone's just have to just have to firm it now, isn't it? It's, it's one of the dumb ones, man. Yeah, for for me, uh, I just don't I don't see it changing, man. Until the egos are taken out of the refereeing rooms, until. There's real reform and accountability, punishment, all that stuff is brought in. It's not going to happen. And I just think, like, we're discussing it, but I just know, like, we could we could be here 12 months from now, two years from now, having the same conversation. And to me, it's just indicative of the times we're in. Who's policing right. these guys? Apart right. from the FA, because... Even so, like I'm hearing, like to be honest, there's a there's a referee shortage um, in football, uh, in English football at the moment. And for me, it's like, well, even if we get rid of the guys now, who do we replace them with? There's no one to replace them with, so they got to stay. Then they're gonna become heads of this and start coaching the new guys through and running courses and stuff. And I just think, for me, it's just why uh, it's just most irritating because I feel like now we're 
we're playing around the referee. We have to work around the referee. Now, part of the team talk is watching out for the referee. Like, it should be that, but we are here and I just don't see it changing anytime soon. But big up the European refs, um, the ones I see on Champions League nights and sometimes in the domestic leagues that are actually refing really good games and keeping, you know, the name honourable of being a referee. To all the UK referees, especially England, suck your mothers, man. You're all useless. I don't like none of you, especially that pussy old Anthony Taylor. When I catch you, who was referee yesterday? No, on Sunday. Does anyone know who was referee on Sunday? Sunday. No, I don't know. You know, actually. Let me check that. Let me just check that quickly because what should be one of the ones I don't like as well. He's the one that sent off Martinelli, I'm sure. I want to send him to the South Martinelli. Like, oh, he's dead, fam. It all terrible, man. All the rest are just terrible. Like, it doesn't even matter who it is because you could have said any name and we would have all been like, ah. That's actually true. A name that you would have said that would have been like, no, no, they're good. Michael no, Oliver. Michael Oliver. Born Michael Oliver. Do you know what is it? I knew Michael Oliver was a joke, man, when he sent off Angel Di Maria for touching him on the shoulder, bro. That's when I knew, like, this guy is not a good referee. Do you know what? Serious. I can't lie. I fought him since then, you know, I'll be real. Because it, it was against Arsenal, I know. I know, I know, I know. Do you know what it was? Do you know why I fought him? Because I'd never see corruption against United when it's Arsenal. Oh. I, know, I never get to feel that. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I love this game. But yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's really you're, bad. You're the, one, you're the one contributing to the referees that we're seeing today. No, do you know what? I don't know. Nah, it's it's terrible, innit? It's terrible. And we we do this thing where like I, I don't know, maybe because it's my club, I'll turn a blind eye because it's my club in the in the upper hand but when it's your club that's on the receiving end of it bro like it, it does feel way worse than the happy do you get what I'm saying bro but that's what I'm like, saying if, imagine a neutral even looking at a match like that like, it's, it's, it's just ruined the game for them crazy bro yeah, yeah I think I, I think like the mad thing is like I, I know to be fair our listener base is UK so they'll understand what we're talking about like referees here but like I, I want to reiterate the fact that the guys that I've named earlier that I said are good refs, even back to Kalina Davis and stuff like that, bro. I like them, man. Like, have you ever watched the game like ref by these guys, Felix Burke and stuff, bro? You you just don't even notice they're there, man. That's, That's all the I best want. games. The best game you don't know referees referees. You know what it is like sometimes it's like you can see like when the foul happens, for example, say you like an advantage, right? It's like okay, he's let that go. But sometimes they leave it, they let it go long enough not too long that you can bring back the advantage no one's arguing but and the way they talk to players bear in mind like in European games there could be language barrier all this stuff but it seems mm. that all the players respect these particular guys because they know they're good mm. I'm going to go back to the every time you see a disaster game just look at what country the referee's from more often than not he's English more often than not he's English and I can almost guarantee that there was a reason why in the 2018 World Cup there was no English referee, not even at the tournament. The referees didn't qualify. Mad. That's mad. 
and yeah all in all i think that's that's where we are right now you know in the in the premier league the state of refereeing is horrific and until you know these these referees are you know shown that the level needs to the level needs to change nothing's going to change really i mean unless we bring in foreign referees or these I've I've seen some instances where referees have had really bad games or a really bad string of games and instead of refereeing like a Premier League game, they have to go to like the championship games and stuff. And I feel like stuff like that has to happen more often. But mm. yeah, thank you, lads, man, for this pod. Um I guarantee you, know, yeah, I guarantee by the time this podcast is out, there's gonna be another mad thing that's that's happened. Ah, uh, I I'll put money on that. Yeah, it's the FA Cup, man. Don't be surprised. Yeah. Not even just that. There's games on the weekend, isn't it? Um, Also, I just want to say before we go, progression in football is not linear, uh, especially when you've got a dumbass referee like these English ones, isn't it? You can never have linear progression when you cannot even get consistent decisions. If you're a budding referee out there, I just hope um, you learn from the mistakes of the guys who came before you and you could be a shining example for all refer- referees. Peace and love. What fantastic. Suck speech. your mother and sleep <laughs> once more. <laughs> and on that note, thank you everyone for listening. We are Ballers Corner. You can find us on all social media platforms at Ballers Corner. And yeah, please interact with us. What do you think about the current state of refereeing and what would you personally do if you were in charge and you you could, you know, make any improvements or any changes and whatnot. I've been Jeff. I've been joined by Karel, F and Shay. And yeah, thank you for your time, everyone. Cheers. They are Got K man to like me with a beat quick Got a bar and a pen and got the trees lit I few step on my bros, I never creeping This red say it's got me leaning It's like, what do you want from me and stop stalling I'm trying to turn off rages like stop his keeps calling But it's chap like Banks, he just spent a couple racks on some bust down shoes That he barely even walks in Listen, can you really step with gang? When we pull up two step and flex with man When we pull up these baddies, they be loving the gang When we pull up grades, then try smelling on man When we pull up, can you really step with gang?